This is why I wouldn't go under. I'm not good at managing money, but I'm damn fucking good at making money. I still would work my dick off to make enough money that I would still be green every month. I will do whatever I need to do to make the amount of money that I want to make. And that is it. What are your biggest fights about? You guys seem amazing together. Thank you. Well, we are. Thank you for noticing. We actually don't fight that much. Not recently, but we used to. Ton. I think our biggest fights have been about, I've said this before, it's been about Max's tone. He's really dismissive, and I can't stand that. I feel like he doesn't, like, emotionally, um, like, he doesn't, he's not emotional enough. As much as you. Yeah, he just like if I'm upset about something, he's kind of like, oh, why are you worried about that? Don't worry about that. I'm like, oh, I'm fucking worried about it. So like, don't say just don't worry about it. Like, it's like I'm so anxious about this. Well, don't be anxious. Oh, well, thank fucking god, you just told me that I fixed all my problems. Now I won't be anxious. No big deal. It's like you're welcome. Like you know what I mean? It's like if my son comes to me, he's like, I'm really anxious about something, and I'm like, well, let's like talk about that. Like, what about that makes you feel so anxious? And it's like, let's discuss it. Maybe let me try to give you a different perspective. Like last night was such a great example. The craziest thing happened last night. So my son got a Venus flytrap from the store with his nanny, and he came home and he's like, let's feed it some flies. I'm like, okay. So we got into the trash cans, we kill a bunch of flies, we take them off there, and the Venus flytrap was like, boom, eats them. So we're trying to find one more fly. My nanny is like, there's a big fly in your office. I saw flying around earlier. I closed the door to chop it in there you guys can go get it so Kenzie goes in there and he kills this fly it's huge it's huge it's like, so it's big the, it looked fake when yeah. it when it when, when they it brought like it, when it was on the floor I was like is that a fucking fly it looked like the biggest stray like piece of, I thought I thought it was like a stray like uh um thread from a piece of clothing that it was like balled out together. I was like, that's, there's no way that's a fly. Yeah, it was huge. Fucking massive. So he goes in there, he kills a fly. And then the fly is so big that the Venus fly trap is too small to like hold it. So Kenzie and my nanny are like, let's just cut the fly up and then we'll give little pieces of the fly to all the little Venus fly traps, the things that are whatever. So Kenzie starts cutting this thing up on a paper plate. Next thing you know, the thing bursts open and about 30 maggots come out. (laughs) The bitch was pregnant. And he performed a C-section. Okay, his very first C-section. <laughs> so there's these little tiny white mag- maggots crawling around this paper plate with this mom fly that's cut open, like, in half. And I'm like, holy fuck. And he was so freaked out by it, you know what I mean? So, like, last night we're in bed. Anyway, we ended up... Sorry, but we ended up killing the maggots because I can't put those in my trash can. We had to spray them down with like some Windex, you know, basically. And then we fed the mom fly to the Venus fly trap. So we took out the trash, put it downstairs. And he came, he was out with Max last night because I've been feeling so shitty. Max took the kids out by himself so I could get some rest last night. And when they came back, I'm putting the kids to bed. And Kenzie's like, I'm really like scared of those maggots. Like, do you think they're going to like crawl out of the trash cans? Like, I'm having so much anxiety about it. And I could have just been like, oh, don't worry about the maggots. Like, it's no big deal. But then I was like, well, you know, what makes you? I started like talking to him about the anxiety he had about the maggots. I'm like, that was a weird experience for like a seven year old to have. Like, I can understand that. It was weird. I've never seen anything like that. Now I'm 37. And I started talking to him about the maggots because he was scared they were going to come out of the trash. And I was like, well, you know, we sprayed them with a like a chemical to make sure that they were not going to be like alive anymore. And, you know, but he's like, but they're still in there. It's like, what if they come back to life? And I was like, well, how about like instead of thinking about them are going to come out and they're going to like get you. Why don't you think in your mind? Because he said it kept popping into his mind. He couldn't get rid of the mental image. I was like, why don't you imagine those little maggots kind of bursting into 
a soft little cotton ball, you know, or like a little bubble that flies up into the air and pops, you know? And then he was like, oh, yeah, or like a candy cane, you know? And then I started getting like his wheels turning and like, you know, so like that's something that Max would not do with me. Like he wouldn't take the effort to like talk about why I'm being so fearful about something happening to this or that in our life or, you know, he just kind of like dismisses me. And that's probably been... No, it's not like a fight, but it's like my biggest issue with him is like, take the time to just look at it from my perspective, realize that this is my reality and help me have a different perspective in the reality I'm having. That's not a healthy one. For example, he struggles with doing that. That's probably our biggest. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, you bring to me problems that you don't want solutions for, which is, I think, I just want to talk about it. Yeah, it's like, do you want solutions or do you want comfort? But you always want comfort. Well, yeah, you do want solutions a lot of times. I mean, I I am a problem solver. So I do help out a lot in that regard. So I'm always left wondering, what am I supposed to be doing right now? And oftentimes, I will actually always wonder. So usually my default will just be I'll try to solve the problem. Yeah. And then that's usually the wrong way. And then I'll put some thought in behind, should I offer comfort or solutions? And then... I and then it's like 50-50 at best like if I choose the wrong one. So I mean it's it's a challenging yeah. I mean ultimately like it's something that you could get better at, right? Like I could get better at it. You know what I mean? It's like you could just like not let so many things affect you. Which I worked on a lot. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's so like it's uh, the solution's always twofold. One is like I could take a much better approach and two you could do a lot like you could let these things that are as trivial as a f- killing a fly not affect you as much. Um, yeah, that's, it's a, that's an interesting example, right? Because it's like, yeah. Mm. All right, let's do a couple more heaters in there. I actually have one for my following. Yeah, tell me. Let's see that one. Let me uh, fill my cup. Is Nancy as bad with money and finances as she she presents? Like you get the sense the whole company would go under if I wasn't managing finances. Does someone really write you that? Yeah. Yeah. I got a big following. It's, uh, right. it's yeah, from me. They're all my fucking followers. All right. <laughs> you can answer that. You can answer that. No, the company wouldn't go under if you were managing finances. This is why I wouldn't go under. I'm not good at managing money, but I'm damn fucking good at making money. Okay. So my before I met Max, I wasn't good with money. But I still would work my dick off to make enough money that I would still be green every month. That was always just my goal. Get in the green for the month. This is what it takes to get in the green. So I'm just going to work my dick off until I get there. That's the thing. No one will outwork me. I will do whatever I need to do to make the amount of money that I want to make. And yeah. that is it. You know what I mean? Not, I'm not good at... I'm not good at invest. I'm not good at investing. Obviously, I'm not even really financially literate, to be honest with you. But the, the what part I need the most help with is like where to put my energy. I'm just, I'm so all over the place. Like, I just need guardrails. Like I just need to be told like, don't do that anymore. Do this. Like today you messaged me and you're like, Hey, I really think we should stop doing X by, you know, and roll this into whatever. And like, is that okay? And in my head, I'm like, no, it's not okay. Like, no, I still want, I want to do everything, you know? But at this point in the game, I just say, okay, because I don't, I'll never understand what Max understands about like finance and business. And like at a certain point, I just, I already gave him the reins. So I'm just going to go along with it at this point, you know, and I'll just do what I'm good at, which is making money, helping people. Yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's interesting because 
money is all about is allocation, right? Or, or, or making money is all about allocation, right? Money is a store of value. So you are really good at earning it. Yeah. And earning money and creating wealth are entirely two separate things. It's actually allocating of that time and capital. So allocating your time is how you create money and allocating your capital is how you create wealth. And there is some crossover, obviously. But yeah, you're really good at allocating your time previously when it was just you, right? And it was like, hey, I got to train X amount of clients and charge X amount of dollars. And I know that I'll spend income expenses are a very yeah. easy thing. I think a lot of people struggle with being able to track those on a much larger environment where there's multiple sources of income and multiple sources of expenses. And then the question is, well, what do I do with it? Okay. Once I've made it, what do I do with it? And my famous story about you is that I was at your house one day, we first started dating and Nancy's busting her ass for checks. She didn't fucking cash them. There's a whole drawer full of 10, 15, 20 grand of uncashed checks. <laughs> and I was actually a really defining moment for me because like <laughs> what I think about money is it's about the principle. People don't understand. It's about the principle. It's not about the money. Yeah. And once you understand the principles, you understand everything else. And that showed me that you were in it, not because of the money, right? You were in it to help people. And the money was a motivator, but it's a means to an end, right? Just like everything else. Well, money it, is like, um, is like a rating on like, like scoreboard. Yeah. It's a scoreboard. It's a scoreboard. It says, how well did I do this month? Yeah. Right. Um, and the thing with investing, it's more like a scoreboard over time. It's a much longer horizon. Um, and yeah. you're making bets and there's not that instant gratification of I get to work X amount of hours to make X amount of dollars. It's, oh, fuck. If I don't dedicate my time, money, and energy and resources on this one particular goal, who knows what's going to happen? And throughout that part of that goal, you're going to have a lot of failure. There's a lot of feedback that you have to change the goal and change your execution of it. Yeah. But, but yeah, it just wouldn't. I mean, I, I was interested because it's an interesting question. And no, the company would be 100% fine without me in that role. It would just wouldn't look like it does now in the, for the future. It just wouldn't because you, you need everyone needs someone to help give them guardrails. Yeah. And be like, hey, here's where you should focus your energy and attention because here's where you're best at doing. And that everyone needs that person and they need to be able to listen and respect and understand that person. And that person needs to be able to listen, understand and respect the person they're trying to get the guardrails on because you've been that with me for countless other things. This is just one thing where I'm that I'm very well suited to, to do. Like I'm built for that. I have one more question here. I All think right, it's pretty good. One. Um, well, there's actually two more good ones. Oh, okay. Do you think couples can recover in a marriage from becoming incompatible sexually? Yes. Yes. There's like so many sexual activities that you guys could try to do to connect in some way or like teach your husband like the things that you like. You just have to be confident enough to say, like, I don't really like when you finger bang me. But when your tongue's you on my clit and you're sucking now, okay. okay. We're going we're gonna to get out of a podcast episode without this potty talk. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like, that's a question. That's a good no, question. I like, I, I feel like people aren't comfortable enough with their sexuality to, like, oh, express what they, they want. Oh, my kids are coming. Kids are I got to change cute. the subject. What's up, boys? So, yeah, I think you totally can. Last one. Toxic friendship. Do you ghost them or explain why you don't want to be around them? Ghost them. That's oh, yeah, what I do. Ghost, yeah. ghost them. See you never because you don't want to explain. The thing is, is if someone's toxic and you explain why you don't want to be around them because they're toxic, then like 
you're just making the situation worse for you when you run into them or when they're talking about you to someone else, they're going to be like, oh, like she's so judgy. Like she doesn't like being around me because she said like I complain too much about X, Y, and Z. Like what a bitch, you know? Don't even give them the ammo to do that. Just ghost them. I ghost people. I just like, I'll pretend like there's nothing wrong. And then like, I just will never talk to them again. Yeah. And then if I see them like, oh, oh my gosh, I was using like, how are you doing? Okay. And if you don't have any friends like me, you can just know you can't have toxic friends. Yeah. Max there is an introvert. Toxic relationships. I'm an extrovert. I actually need more friends. So if you live locally and you want to hang out, all my friends just moved to fucking Nashville. Yeah, I'm going to so get you some for poker. Me. I'm going to get you some for poker night. My, my goal for this fall <sighs> yeah, is to be I more don't do well extroverted and make more friends with you. That's yeah, my goal. Bree's going to be my friend. People like my kidding. little sister's age, but it's okay. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. I have a, um, that's my thing. People think I'm probably be like a swinger. Like trying to meet their wives. Like, oh, what's your wife like? Yeah. Get, might get accused. Might Whatever. Get a bad, I get don't. A bad rap. I know. Yeah. We, you definitely want to do that. Don't hang any pineapples up. That's for I sure. I have the friend. The friend that I need. Yeah. Thanks. I love you. All right, guys. Sorry, my energy was a little low today. You know, I'm recovering from COVID. So maybe next week I'll feel better though. I love you guys so much. If you have any questions or things you want us to talk about in the next podcast, you can leave it below. And we'll see you next time. See ya. You like it? You like it? <laughs> uh.